Jimmy V and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our second hour as we continue to roll right along here all the way till 3 o'clock. Uh, we got a little NBA action tonight. We're going to start with that, with Cleveland having a chance to eliminate the Boston Celtics in Boston. Kent Silverstein, you hear him on the program all the time on this day at this hour. Same bat time, same bat channel. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hello, Kenny. Who is your favorite Batman bad guy? Oh, I was a big fan of the Riddler. Oh, Frank Gorshin. Very yes. nice. Yeah, the Riddler. Yeah. Very nice. I like, oh, I like the Joker, Cesar Romero. I thought he was great. And you went Penguin? I was, I'm Penguin. Okay. Burgess yeah. Meredith. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Great, nice. great stuff. All right. Speaking of which, what the hell is Tyron Lue, the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, doing where he's saying that Boston is harder to scheme for than the Golden State Warriors. Come on, fill us in. Well, he didn't exactly do a great job of saying or verbalizing what he really wanted to say. What I think he was trying to say, he didn't do a really good job of it. What he was trying to say was that Boston runs a much more X's and O's type of offense. Lots of cuts, lots of movement, lots of um, stuff that uh, is high-level coach stuff where Golden State has superior talent, and you don't need a lot of X's and O's. They just have superior talent, and they just out-talent people, which, you know, when you look at their roster, especially if they're starting five and their big four, you can see why. So that's what he was trying to say. He just didn't, in my opinion, and obviously from Jim's uh, tone of voice, uh, didn't do a very good job of um, explaining it, let's say. <clears throat> It was uh, an odd way to put it. You don't want to add any more fuel to the fire that is Golden State after coming back last year, down 3-1, winning that series. Feels like you never would want to poke the bear. You'd be choosing those words a little bit more carefully. Are people in Cleveland killing Lou for those comments? Not really. I mean, he can walk on water. He brought a ring here, a championship. So, look, he's not a great soundbite. He never will be. Um, if he, if he, if you ask him a question and he doesn't like it, he'll, I wouldn't say he's rude about it. He'll just say like something to the effect of next question. He doesn't use that phrase, but that's what he means. Excuse me. So, you know, he's not going to bowl you over with, with a witty comments. Let's say, I think they're troubled. So it's blackboard for blackboard material by the owner of Golden State the other day saying, and I'm paraphrasing here in so many words saying, well, you know what, we were the better team last year, and if certain things hadn't occurred, we would have and should have won that thing last year. So I'm not sure what he is saying. I, he's a multi-billionaire. He should hang around with his high-tech guys in Silicon Valley and not be super quotable. So I think both teams, one from the team owner of Golden State and one from the head coach of the Cavaliers, have both said, things that are or can be construed as being stupid. How about that? Yeah, fair enough. All right, so how do you read then tonight's game? Do the Cavs get it done, or does Boston find a way to keep this alive? I think it's going to be ugly. Um, I think Boston's going to get calls. They usually do at home. All those banners hanging from the rafters. Um, I know the first two were blowouts there. Uh, I would be shocked 
if that occurs again. I, I just the chance of that are like one percent. I think the Cavs will win. I think it'll be very close. Uh, I think we're looking at maybe a three four point game uh, where LeBron or Kyrie um, make a play at the end. Uh, they are the two best players on the floor. It's not even close. Uh, so look for one or the other, or possibly both. Make plays late in the final couple minutes that are the decider. They'll win it in five. I thought it'd be six. Looks like they're going to win in five, and um, then climb Mount Everest, or at least attempt to climb Mount Everest, better known as the Golden State Warriors. Going to be a difficult road to hoe. Uh, Kevin Durant. With his uh, substitution, if you will, for Harrison Barnes, it makes this team even more ridiculous. What do they do against Durant? We know Kyrie seemingly always plays well when he's got Curry in front of him. What do you do there? Is it you put LeBron out there and use a lot of the effort that you need on the defensive end? What, how do you think this is going to shake out when we get to the inevitable? Uh, Trent, I have been thinking about this for months. I mean, because anyone with any wisdom knew that this is going to assuming the Cavs win in five, six, or seven, we'll assume that will occur for this conversation, that this was going to be the matchup. So this is not profound. No one's shocked uh, that the Cavs are on the eve of facing Golden State. Now, the Golden State won 12-0. and They surprised a few people. Uh, I'm not surprised. Now, to the question. I don't know. I've, I've talked to numerous scouts who I've seen who I've known for years. I've asked them this question I get rolling of the eyes. I get shaking of the head. Mm-hmm. I get uh, I get verbiage that makes some sense but doesn't make a lot of sense. So the long and the short of it is <laughs> there is no plan. Okay, there really there really isn't. What what the Cavs have done through three rounds, or basically through three rounds, and prior to it Isaiah Thomas getting hurt was that against Indiana, they took Paul George out of the game, got the ball out of his hands. Same thing with Toronto, basically DeRozan or Lowry. Then Lowry got hurt. Then it was DeRozan strictly get the ball out of his hand, hands and make other people beat you. You cannot do that against Golden State. It is impossible. It is impossible. This is the best starting five or four players of five because Pachulia is – is a journeyman at best, mm-hmm. okay? Um, putting Pachulia off to the side. Those four, in my mind, are as good as the Celtics' big three or four in the 80s, are as good as Worthy, Magic, um, Byron Scott, uh, A.C. Green, um, uh, Jabbar near the end of his career, whatever. I mean, we could argue this point forever. That's how good these four are. And you can't do what the Cavs have done in a defensive theory perspective of trying to get the ball out of somebody's hands. Because, all right, fine, double team Curry. He passes the ball. It goes to Thompson or it goes to Durant or it goes to Green. Oh, my goodness, that's, that's not good. They cannot do that. They have to play it man on man. It's the only way you can play it. Now, who guards Durant? Um. I think the backcourt will stay same as same, meaning uh, Irving will play Curry. Uh, J.R. Smith will play Clay Thomas. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. Now it's where it gets tricky. And this is where I think the Cavs, I, they haven't told me this. I've asked a zillion times. I never get an answer. 
off the record, on the record, never get an answer. <laughs> but this is what I think they're going to do. Okay, I think they're going to play. I think they're going to play Kevin Love at center. Okay. Okay, and have him guard Pachulia. That's a bad matchup for Pachulia because one, he's a much better player. Two, he takes Pachulia away from the basket. Right. Okay. That's a good thing for the cast. Now, what do you do with the rest of the, the twosomes? I would have Tristan Thompson. I, I don't, I, LeBron's going to play Durant some, but I don't want him to start the game on Durant. I'm going to roll the dice that he's athletic enough, and I think he is. Okay. He's, he's going he's gonna to give a thousand percent. Okay. I would put Tristan Thompson on Durant and have. Green and uh, LBJ, LeBron James, play each other. That's what I would do. Hmm. Now, when Golden State goes small, most likely Iguodala or or uh, Sean Livingston come in. We'll say it's Iguodala for the time being. But Chulia goes bye-bye. Then, then my guess is Love goes bye-bye, and the Cavs will add either Corver, Shumpert, Darren Williams, someone, one of those three, to go small also. All right, let me jump so, in here. Let me jump in here just real quick. It's a tough matchup. It is a tough it's matchup, yes. Uh, you mentioned Corvery. He's an Iowa kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pella High School is where he is from. Mm-hmm. Has spent a long he's – had, he's had a great run in the NBA. Dude's made a lot of money. No doubt. Has he worked out as well as Cleveland had hoped for – when they made the deal to acquire him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, he's a perfect locker room fit. He's a great guy. He fits in perfectly. Uh, I think Boston's done a really good job of just shadowing him um, and not giving him a centimeter to breathe to shoot the ball. Um, he had more room, got more shots, more opportunities, whatever, in the first two rounds. Against Golden State, and this is strictly a guess on my part. Um, I think he's going to get some shots. I think he's going to get because I think both teams obviously want to spread the floor, and they don't. Golden State have anybody as good defensively as Marcus Smart or Avery Bradley. These are two of the better defensive guards, not only in the NBA. They happen to play on the same team, so I think Corver is going to get more breathing room. And he don't need a lot. Uh, so I think Corver will get more looks. Now, you know, what he does with those looks, I don't know. If he shoots as he normally does, he's going to be effective. If he has a bad series, you know, that ain't going to help the cause for the Cavaliers. I think they want him back. And I think if he's reasonable, and I think he will be because he's made a bunch of money in the NBA, and I think whether they win a championship or lose, I think Corver knows this is his best shot at a ring, uh, let's assume they do lose, that 17-18 would be probably he's gotten maybe two more years in the NBA would be my guess. That's a guess is that Corver will re-sign with the Cavs for, you know, good money, but not outlandish money as a, uh, you know, a guy that's in your rotation as a six, seven, eight, maybe ninth guy off the bench. Ken, uh, with that, you, you go through and you look at tonight's matchup and, and a lot of people are saying that how important it is to get the rest, to get Kyrie's ankle right, all these different things. Is that being overblown, that 
the chance of them pulling that upset against Golden State is going to be the difference between winning night, winning tonight, and winning Game Six. Are we maybe going a bit too far with that? Yeah, I think so a little bit. Um, look, everyone when Durant made the move and said adios to Oklahoma City and signed with Golden State, no one thought the Golden State wasn't going to be there. Okay, that was about a safe uh, assessment as anyone could make, okay? So they're there. They won 12 in a row. Um, I, I knew when, when he went and left Oklahoma City, I gave personally the championship to Golden State, and I remember saying to you guys, I think they're going to win two, three more titles in the next four or five years. Um, I don't see anybody, including Cleveland, I think that Cleveland has probably a window of about two more years as LeBron gets older. Um, I think Boston, as I've said to you guys in the past, I think Boston is the team in the East that's got the best shot because, one, they got the number one pick coming up in, in June. Two, they got all the draft picks. Three, they got cap room to bring in a Haywood, um, I don't know, and a Jimmy Butler, maybe make a deal for uh, Paul George, whatever. They're going to look very different when camp opens up in October of this year for the 17-18 season than they do tonight okay and they are going to be the challenger for golden state over the next couple of years in the meantime I, I don't know how you stop these guys i just don't know how you stop them and yeah they didn't go 82 and 0 I, I understand that and i know they've gone 12 and 0 in the postseason and they're blowing people out i just don't know how you stop them because you almost have to have two of their four big guys play terribly and hope that the other two don't light you up for 35 or 40 each. Mm-hmm. Um, and of the four, and Durant to me is the most dangerous. Curry is a close second. Thompson would be third, taking nothing away from his skill set. That's how good these players are. Green is the fourth option. Okay. Patchouli, I don't count. Uh, they're bench players. Iguodala, two uh, championship series ago, was the MVP. Mm-hmm. Didn't play real well against the Cavs last year. I think Father Time is catching up to him. Sean Livingston will be effective for a game or two, and then Sean Livingston will be Sean Livingston, will not shoot the ball well, and will be pulled, and you won't see him the rest of the night. Still a good defensive player, though, and a good guy. Uh, he was here in Cleveland a couple of years ago for a cup of coffee. Um, so the problem is, how do you how do you corral their big four? And I don't know how you do it. And I think they're going to win. Um, are they going to go sixteen and zero? No, you're not. You're not sweeping LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, assuming they're all healthy. That is not going to happen. Um, my guess is, and this is strictly a guess because they haven't played. Uh, one game, uh, assuming Cleveland wins the series against Boston. I'd say six. Uh, I, I think Ky- Kyrie and, and LBJ are good enough to win two games, but they're not good enough to win four. And the problem is Durant. If Durant isn't on Golden State, then this is another seven-game series mm-hmm. in Oakland on June 18th, a Sunday night, on ABC, and winner takes it all, a repeat of the seventh game. I'm not saying Cleveland would win game seven, but it would be another seventh game. Durant is the difference. I don't know how you stop them. It's hard enough with the big three. 
and then you add Durant. I don't know. I I have not found anybody who thinks in a seven-game series or less that Golden State's not going to win. Ken Silverstein is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Kenny, let's get to uh, college basketball. And everybody is now either in or they're out of the NBA draft. How did the Big Ten college hoops fare in your estimation? A mixed bag. Um, I think some schools got surprises that kids came back. I think they got surprises when somebody left, but Michigan State's a winner uh, because Bridges came back. Uh, Purdue's a loser uh, because their big man left and will be drafted here in a couple weeks. So those are two that come mind. Indiana had, a, I think, a little bit of a mixed bag for the most part. Uh, let me think who else off the top of my head. Um, I would say those three programs jump out. So um, my problem is, and these kids, you know, look, advice is subjective. And who's giving you the advice is always the key. If you're not, if you're not told by the NBA that you're not going to be a first-round pick, Okay, and then depending on who you are, if you're not going to be, let's say, a lottery pick, okay, there's two different plateaus there, obviously. First plateau, make more money, you're a better player, allegedly. Second plateau, not a lottery pick, but you're going to be taken, uh, obviously, in the first round. Then I have no idea, other than you think you're going to flunk out and you need to get out of school before you flunk out, or you're just getting bad advice and you're going to make a mistake or you're, and some of these kids are in this spot and I get it. I totally understand it. Not every one of these kids has come from Beverly Hills, uh, California or any other affluent community. Most of them are not obviously. Uh, if it's such a dire situation that even second round money, uh, which is still a lot more money than most people make, uh, obviously then, then you do it. But, to me, if you're not a first-round pick in a two-round draft, then I, unless it's a unique situation or something where, you know, the, the alarms are going off, then I go back. And some of these kids don't do that. They end up going. They don't get drafted. Or they get drafted second round late. And it's almost better being a free agent like the NFL. If you're not taken in uh, round Let's say the first five, six rounds, it's almost better not to be drafted in round seven. Sign as a free agent, do your homework with your agent, and pick a team where you think you got a better shot of making it because you had the freedom initially to pick and choose most likely between hopefully more than one team as an NFL free agent. Same thing in the NBA. If you're not a first-round pick, I know there are guys who make it in the second round. Draymond Green is a good example and others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they are the exception to the rule. And to me, if I was advising a young man, and I'm not, but if I were, if you're not first-round material, let's go back. Uh, let's get another year of study in. Let's get closer, hopefully, to a diploma. That's a good idea. And at the same time, work on your skill set, whatever that, uh, you know, your, your failings may be. Maybe you need to expand your distance on your shot. Maybe you have to be better with both hands dribbling the ball, maybe you need to be more of a constant effort guy, whatever the, whatever is the, the stigma, the, the, um, the thing that's keeping you from being a first round pick, then let's go back and work on that with the coaches and see if we can get you a year later 
to improve in that one or more areas and then come out, in this case, in 18, and hopefully, knock on wood, be an 18 first-round pick. The problem with that, Ken, is how many of those times does it actually work? Peter Jock came back for his final season. Is he going in the first round? No, no, he's not. Mm-mm. And you can go through this list, and you can name a myriad of different guys that have come back, and they don't get it. So I have no problem if a guy is pretty much at their plateau. There isn't anything else that they really are going to be able to improve their stock. Go out and make money. You can only do it playing basketball for a finite number of years, and then it's going to go away. If you're close, if you want to go make money overseas, even NBA D-League, whatever it may be, go do it because you can't play basketball forever. Well, I get it, and I understand where you're coming from, and I think that's a good example of who you're talking about. And there, and there are others, obviously, not only in the Big Ten or, or, or any conference, independent or otherwise. I just, I don't know. I, I, to me, and maybe I'm, you know, pushing the academic side here, and I realize not every kid is motivated in that way. I get mm-hmm. it. Yep. Uh, I truly do. I wish they were, but they're not. I get it. I'm not living in a dream world. I, I still think that in some occasions there are kids who, and I, I think of kids like Wisconsin kids, okay? I think that's a good example of a, uh, whomever I'm thinking of over the last umpteenth years, let's say five, eight years, that a Wisconsin kid in general, and I know I'm generalizing here or stereotyping, whatever, uh, where a kid thinks, well, you know what, maybe I need to come back, work with Bo Ryan or whomever you know, uh, is now in charge and say, you know what, this is a good idea. I need to come back, work on my game, uh, get another hopefully uh, closer to a diploma, and then see where I'm at. So I see what you're saying. I think it's a good example. And I'm not saying that, you know, the second round's the end of the world. I get that. Um, you know, if you get to the D-League, it doesn't mean you can't bounce to the NBA. The odds are against it, but it does occur. You can go over to Europe and make good money. Um, but again, a lot of guys, it just doesn't work in Europe because the distance away from home, because of language issues, whatever the deal may be, it's a different type of brand of ball. Maybe they don't transition real well to the European style, whatever the, the, uh, the caveat might be. Um, to me, and I guess I'll stick to my guns here. Uh, now, look, if you're, if you're taking around 27, 28, 29, again, the odds are against you making it, okay? And that's just the way the NBA is. Um, but I, I still, I'm going to stick to my guns and say I'd like the kid to go back for an extra year of school. Notice I put school first. Mm-hmm. School first, hoop second. Eh, let's be realistic. Hoops first, school second. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's not live in a dream world here, Ken. And see if I can improve my lot. I see what you're saying, Trent. I get it. And, I, and I'd, say, I'd say a lot of times that does occur where, where you're coming from, but... Call me old-fashioned. I'd like to see see the kid come back. Now, if he's a lottery pick, if he's being told by everybody in the league, you're a first-round pick, we slot you 18 to 25, I ain't going back to school, okay? I'll get the diploma later on after I retire. Or I'll, I'll work on it online in summer school, whatever, because I told mom and dad or whatever the, the, the family situation may be that I promised them that I would get a diploma, and I'm a man of my word, and I'm going to get it. It may take me five, six years to do it or seven or more, but if I'm an 18 through 25 or better, I'm going out to the NBA. All right. Um, switching gears, baseball. They've got the Big Ten baseball tournament going on. Right now it's being played in Bloomington, Indiana. All, mm-hmm. all kinds of weather issues. 
That's, yes. that's not the case today. Uh, the Iowa game was postponed. It was supposed to be the final game last night, but they had this curfew at 10 o'clock. What, guys have to be in bed and have their, <laughs> and have their pants I, I changed at 10 o'clock? I, I thought it was 1 o'clock initially. Seriously. Yeah. I looked at it. I thought, well, you know what? I got to check these contact lenses here. My, my eyeballs <laughs> What's that a little visine for the contacts. So I looked at it at second take and said, one zero dot zero zero. Hmm. I didn't go to Harvard or Yale or anywhere else, hmm, or Northwestern or any other fine institution of higher learning in the Big Ten. I'm thinking to myself, that says 10 o'clock. What, what a cockamamie. There's a nice word. What screwed up rule is this? Who? 10 o'clock? Yeah. Well, these guys don't go out and hit the scene until 10 o'clock at that's, night that's or later. That's my point, yes. We've been Seriously. there. In the past, we've been there. I know. what. You didn't get lathered up until about midnight. <laughs> okay? That's still so, the same for Jimmy B. <laughs> yeah, changed. I was going to say nothing has changed. You know, it's your M.O., it's your M.O., okay? I get it. Uh, reputations do travel. I yes. understand that. Uh, no traveling violation on Jim Brinson. Um, look, I get it, but 10 o'clock, weird. And it's funny because it's everything, well, normally weather goes west to east. I'm not playing Weatherman 101 here. It's been raining here across the Indiana line for like three days. Okay. So we can re- we can relate here. So, All right. So yeah, my, I, it, my, my point is this, though. Now the first game is an extra inning. Where are they right now? They're like uh, bottom of the 13th. Bottom of the 13th. It's Michigan and Indiana. Mm-hmm. And the other two teams, Maryland and Iowa, are just sitting around in the cold. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to do to the starting pitching. Um, you know, it's one thing to be a quote, quote, position player, but, um, pitchers and players in general are used to a routine. And when you're sitting and sitting, uh, waiting something out and, you know, you get fidgety and it breaks, it breaks the routine. So you hope, uh, that they can wrap up the game and then get on, get back somewhat, uh, on schedule. Um, because, you know, here's the other thing, um, and I get, I get the campus venue. I, I get that. I, I, I truly do. Um, back in the day when Minnesota could have played at the old Metrodome, obviously that, that's no longer an option because, you know, they play outdoors now in the Twin Cities for the Twins. Um, you know, I wonder, I wonder if this thing, well, they're all they're all outdoor stadiums. I can't think of it. No, no one's got it. Yeah, everybody's outdoor. Play. Yeah, in, in, right. In you have to play it. I'm trying to think where you could play this thing. Yeah, you, it would. You could play it in Detroit, but again, Comerica Park does not have a roof. Minnesota, we've already talked about. Chicago's not an option. Uh, Northwestern would be the home school, but Wrigley and and whatever they're calling the Southside Stadium now for the White Sox. They keep changing the corporate name every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's open air. Um, Ohio State has a triple-A ball club. The Indians' top farm team is in Columbus, uh, but that's outdoors. And same thing for Ohio State's uh, there's no, uh, ballpark. There's, 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 no no, there's no indoor there's minor nothing. league. Yeah. No, no, there's, there's nothing. In, and even the pro situation, I can't think of anything. Um, Phoenix is no. indoor. Phoenix is indoor. Yeah, but if you, if you want to... If you're trying to stay within Seattle, the boundaries of the Seattle, Big Ten. Seattle, oh, you're talking. Okay, I thought you were talking about pro base. No, I'm just thinking, okay. yeah, there's nowhere to go. No, so, uh-uh. no yeah, you're so stuck. So yeah. you move it around campus-wise, and that's great. I get that. Yeah. You know, you draw yeah. those crowds, and, you know, you, you toss it around. Uh, so it just happens to be Bloomington shot. And 
Um, but, you know, the weather's been bad. And from what I understand, and I have not looked at the Bloomington weather, but I know across the state line heading east, we're expecting rain tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're expecting rain Saturday. We're expecting rain Sunday. Wow. So, again, just because it's raining in one area doesn't mean it's raining in Down. Bloomington is somewhat central Indiana, yeah. technically, yeah. a little south of Indianapolis, south-southwest. Um, so doesn't mean it's going to rain the next three days. I have no idea. But it's not far-fetched that they're out of the woods from a rain perspective. Gotcha. So um, batten down the hatchet, boys. Okay. Get that curfew. <laughs> Don't want those kids up too late. It's 10 o'clock. I know. That, so, that sounds like such a Delaney rule. Oh, oh you know what? It's got Delaney written all it over. Does. It does. And he got a twenty million dollar bonus for coming up with a uh, ten o'clock curfew. Huh. Twenty million dollars, and he's the guy that gave us Maryland a record. Yeah. Well, if we gave him thirty, what would we got? <laughs> oh my! What did I see? I saw a piece. I can't remember where. I look at so much stuff as you guys do every day. I saw something the other day uh, where somebody was just ripping on Delaney and ripping on the Big Ten for adding basically Rutgers, not so much Maryland. He gave Rutgers, excuse me, Maryland a little bit of a pass. Okay. But just basically, and you could not dispute it. His argument was, look at all sports. We're talking even tennis, soccer, lacrosse, football, baseball, basketball. We're talking all intercollegiate athletics at Rutgers in general, from the biggest moneymaker, which would be football, all the way down to the one where they don't even break even, where they most likely lose money. So he was looking at all of them and basically saying, does anybody in this conference have a bigger mountain to climb just to be competitive? And if you just look at football and basketball, well, that jumps out of you. They're football, good luck, Chris Ash, uh, with the Scarlet Knights, uh, the Rutgers football program. And basketball, a little bit better this past year, okay, Big one against Illinois that knocked out uh, Illinois for any chances of uh, uh, an NCAA burst. So they're getting a hair better. Well, they got a long way to go to become a big boy in this conference, Big Ten, for hoops. And then he built outward the rest of their athletic programs. And it's like Delaney, Jim Delaney. What, what, what were you? Well, <laughs> we know what he was looking at. He was looking at eyeballs yeah. in New York City TV, okay, because there is no quote, quote, major commercial TV station in New Jersey. It's all out of. Philadelphia to the south and New York City to the north is a very unique state from that perspective. And it may be, Jim, maybe you can figure this out. It may be the only state in America where there is no, there may be a city of license. I think Channel 9, which. Uh, I think think WOR is licensed to New Jersey. Right, is licensed to New Jersey, but no one thinks of it. As a New Jersey television right. exactly. station. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's a New York City television station. Yeah. Okay. New Jersey may be the only state that I can think of in the 50 or the other 49 where there is technically no ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, uh, CW, whatever, you know, whatever the other right. networks might be. I think it's the only state. So everything comes out of New York and Philly. New York to the north. Philly to the south. Correct. The Rutgers campus is halfway in between. Yep. 45 north, about 50-ish to the south, southwest, to downtown Philly. So, yeah, he ripped, I mean, he just ripped on the Rutgers That's athletic program. And basically Delaney saying, yeah, okay, pretty obvious why you added Rutgers 
I'll free you twenty million dollars. <laughs> Thank this you. Guy, I, oh, you got to find this article. I uh, wish I wish I could remember where I saw it. I'll, I'll find oh. it. I'll, we'll look it up. Don't worry. Ripping on. Yeah, Rutgers. I mean, it was okay. it was a rip job All right. on Rutgers athletics. Okay, oh, it's funny. Thank you, bud. It's always good when we hang out with you. Uh, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Thursday. See you. Eva you game it. one of the championships. That's here. correct. In the you NBA. Got it. Yes. See you then. Thanks. Have a good weekend, right. buddy. Ken Silverstein on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Did you see what your Chicago Bears have done? Victor Cruz. Yeah. Doing the salsa. I was just going to say. Yeah, it's not well, that's work. if he catches a pass. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's many Victor more Victor Cruz. Wide receiver, Victor Cruz. It's a one-year deal. Yes. Don't expect a whole lot out of Victor at this point in okay. his career. Fair enough. Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker 1700. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands a whole lot more car for a lot less money tom's auto sales tom's auto sales iowa's largest independent used car dealer four to five hundred used cars trucks and suvs in stock at tom's auto sales we have great prices and a great selection of the best quality used vehicles around we have the best prices in town on used vehicles and price sells cars we're a one-stop shop for all brands of cars trucks and suvs looking for that used vehicle in the five to six thousand dollar range tom's auto sales has it family owned family operated come into tom's auto sales and let ours help yours we don't sell to everyone we talk to but we're still talking to everyone we've sold to tom's auto sales with four locations in the des moines metro three locations just off 235 on east university avenue and one location just south of 8035 on merle hay road visit our website at tomsautogroup.com that's tomsautogroup.com tom's auto sales Shop Menards Memorial Day sale for great deals on landscaping products. Save big on fencing, decking, landscape blocks, and more. Build your outdoor projects to last with AC2 pressure-treated lumber. Its lighter, more natural wood appearance allows it to retain paint and stain better. Check out the huge selection to finish your project. Right now, an AC2-treated 8-foot 2x4 is only $3.99. Save big on outdoor lumber now during Menards Memorial Day sale. Save big money at Menards. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. 
He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry MyPillow, and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee. And here's their best offer ever. For a limited time, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows and free shipping. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services with then prevailing rate supply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV $180 for internet equipment, non return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. And uh, I'm excited uh, because in basketball, apparently the Harlem Globetrotters are going to resurrect the Washington Generals mm. because they've just been playing other teams. They haven't been using red clots and the Washington Generals anymore. Right. So apparently they are indeed uh, going to bring them back. So our next guest, John Cannon, knows everything to know about the Washington Generals. I think he played on their team. 
He joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. John, hello. Jim, I'm harder to make fun of than you think because <laughs> actually I coached the Washington Generals one game. Wow. All right, so, one of those so one, one of those, those losses one is of mine. Those, one of those media person uh, uh, people that had a chance to do that, right? Absolutely. Sat on the bench, tried to stay out of the way, and you know what? We lost. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, and that's the whole point. I mean, how bad would it be if you coached the Washington Generals to victory? And all the fans went home, you know, mad. Yeah. That's not the point. No, that's not the point. You got it. We got it. All right. So if we can get done with this uh, series tonight, I just happened to read an article online about how even though the NBA playoffs have been poor as far as entertainment value, the ratings are still up over 5% for what they were last year. Is it just that the NBA has sold their stars so well that people still gravitate to the games? Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. And the other thing is, you know, what else is really going on? You know, if you're not a hockey head Uh and, you know, baseball hasn't grabbed your attention yet or you're a Giants fan and you're looking for something else to do, (laughs) um, you need something. And and the NBA is is there. Now, it hasn't been there that much because of these short series you know, there haven't been as many games on, um, but um, and I'll tell you, the NBA is really banking on a good finals, and I don't think they're going to get it. I don't. It's uh, you know this matchup that we've been waiting for. It feels different than it did a year ago, though. At this time, is it the addition of Durant? Is it? this team with redemption on their mind. It feels different, at least in my estimation. From your perspective, John, from looking at the Warriors side of things, does it feel different to you as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, just, I heard Ken Silverstein with you guys, and, mm-hmm. and he said that, you know, that, that he told you the day that Durant signed with the Warriors that they were going to win the championship, and maybe two or three of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think we all, we all felt that way. And, and from a Warrior fan perspective, I think I remember telling you guys, it, it takes some of the fun out of it. You know, the Warriors were a plucky band of, you know, seventh through eleventh round, you know, draft picks and second round guys, and and the free agents were all backups. They were, there weren't any big free agents. The free agents were, you know, Sean Livingston, and and then there were guys like Bogut and Iguodala who came in trades, and everyone else was drafted. Mm-hmm. And and so it was really they were our guys, you know. And in the case of Steph Curry, he was a guy that nobody else in the league really believed in. And then the Warriors did, and they traded Monte Ellis, and they closed their eyes, and they signed you know, Curry to a contract that at the time seemed like a lot of money. Now, of course, we laugh at it. But you know, that was that, he's our guy. You know, nobody else believed in him. He's, he belongs to us. And then signing Durant. Just, I, mean, I understand why they did it, and I understand why he came, but I, you know, can't deny that, that it changes everything from a Warrior fan perspective. It's just it's not it's much more businesslike. Let's go out and Let's go ahead and not lose this, okay? Yeah. I mean, because if we lose this, yeah, there were a lot of reasons they lost last year. You know, we talked about the, the green suspension, sure. which, you know, changed a lot of it. Bogut's injury, which a lot of people forget. Bogut got hurt at halftime of that game right. five yep. and did not come back. And, there, you know, there, he, he was a big defensive presence against the Cavaliers. The rest of the centers evaporated. Zeely, Varejao, these guys had good minutes at times. And space, but they did nothing in those last two games with Bogut out, and and then you had Curry who was really banged up, yeah. knee, ankle, elbow, yeah. 
just during the playoffs. You know, so if, and they had such a tough series against Oklahoma City. One day off, and then they're into the finals. And, man, it could not be more different this year. They are rested. They are healthy. I think if Cleveland's going to get a game, it's going to be game one. But their chances dropped a lot after game one of the San Antonio series. Because the Warriors kind of coasted into that series. Mm-hmm. Before they knew it, they were down 25 points. And, and I think we all agree that, that if, uh, if Leonard didn't get hurt, they would have lost that game. They're, they're not likely to coast into game one against Cavaliers, not only because of what happened against San Antonio, but because they have literally been pointing to this series for a long time. I think this could be, I think this could be a massive blowout. I really do. Mm-hmm. Well, one of those guys that are uh, going to lead to that, Clay Thompson, he's been one of the few that hasn't been playing very Struggling well. Struggling a little bit. Uh, yeah. He's got a toaster that has everybody excited, but <laughs> let's talk about the here now, the shooting woes. Concerns, small concerns, something to talk about as we have more than a week before the finals start up. Yeah. Where are you at with Clay Thompson? I know. I know we're digging for stuff to talk yeah, about, yeah. but his contribution is going to be on the defensive end. And I think the biggest challenge that Warriors have with Clay Thompson is to get him to see that as long as he's contributing on the defensive end, that he's fine. Because if he gets down on himself because he's not shooting well, and then that starts to show up on the defensive end, then, then they got a big problem. It hasn't yet, really. His defense in San Antonio series was fantastic. And, and that's, you know, I, I had to chuckle a little bit when, when Ken was, was building this, this thing about how, you know, Corver is going to be able to hurt the Warriors because their guards defensively aren't as good as the Celtics guards. Like, really? Uh, They've got very athletic wings and, and guards, and they had the number one defense against three-pointers last year during the regular season, um, and, and it, it wasn't really even that close. So, you know, that's not going to – I think if Cleveland's going to hurt the Warriors, it's going to be inside. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Tristan Thompson mm-hmm. uh, doing damage on the offensive boards, love inside on the low block, yeah. not, not necessarily at the three-point line. And, and the other thing Ken said that I just don't agree with is you know, Pachulia, I would be shocked if he starts. And he especially will not start if Love is starting at center. Pachulia will not play when Love is, is at center. You're gonna, they're going to play Javel McGee on him? Go small. They're go, oh, they'll go small? No, if he's they'll go small. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cause he, I mean, he's not working. The Warriors, and that's what the Warriors do. Is they drag people out to the three-point line. They're not going to let themselves be dragged out to the three-point line with, with Pachulia or McGee. You know, Draymond will play the five when Love is playing the five, and and I, you know, and I wish Love luck with that. You know, getting getting good looks because the weird thing about Draymond is he can guard you at the three point line and then go block somebody's shot right somewhere else. And I don't know how he does that, but he does it. So I just I think uh, you, you can't you can't sneak up on this team because San Antonio did, so you don't have that, and and they're just they're they're healthy and they're ready. And they're a little bit mad about last year still. Yeah, should be. And I, I and and then we know which maybe maybe that makes what Tyrone Lue today did you know make sense. I don't know, but I, I can't make any sense out of what he said. <laughs> That's what Ken said. Yeah, Ken's it's... interviewed him a lot. A lot of times you can't make sense out of what he's saying. All right, um, before we jump to the uh, in any more into the what we think will be the NBA Finals. How do you see tonight's game playing out, and can the Celtics salvage one more or not? 
Yeah, well, it, it really depends on Cleveland, and it depends on how well they play, and it depends on how well LeBron played. I think that, that that was shown pretty forcefully in Game Three that when he had, when he had a subpar game, and he sure doesn't have very many of them. No, apparently he was sick vulnerable. too. He was sick. Yeah, which which makes sense. Now, my theory that night, not knowing what Richard Jefferson said the next day, was that he was tired, and and I do know that when LeBron James had only one day off between games in the playoffs. That, that can show up, and it did with the, the first year. He was a handful for the Warriors until the game started to go every other day. Mm-hmm. And then he just couldn't, he couldn't regenerate and, and load the team on his back anymore. And this year, though, the finals don't have a single time where there's only one day off between games. Wow, wow. That they've stretched that final out so much there's always two games off between games. And I think part of that, though, I have to say is, because remember that the playoffs, the finals used to be two, three, two. Yes. So it was okay if there was only one game, one day between game six and seven, because you didn't have to travel. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, and I think it might have been that the Warriors and Cavs first year that they played against each other. I think that you're it right. went yep. to two, two, one, one, one. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're, they're they have to build more more time in between games because you got a whole bunch of not just players but all the media is also shuttling across the country. Um, and and they're flying so, and they're flying commercial. They're not flying on private jets. Right, right. They're, they're scrambling to make planes. And and Cleveland, I don't think is the easiest place in the world to fly into. Oakland's not bad, uh, or San Francisco, but uh, Cleveland is probably not that not that easy to get to get flights into, especially from Oakland or San Francisco. So I think that Cleveland is likely to win tonight. The fact that it's in Boston certainly helps the Celtics. I, I don't think that when Cleveland basically gave up home court advantage. I don't think they were thinking about a game five, you know, back in Boston. I think they were thinking that they'd win that thing in four. Uh, if they even played Boston, you know, there was a good chance Boston could lose in the earlier round. Oh, yeah. And Cleveland would have had home court advantage. And I'm sure that was part of their calculation. But look, if it's Boston, we'll take care of it. Boston doesn't scare us. And, and you know, guys, doesn't Boston look better? Without, oh, without Isaiah Thomas? Thomas? Yeah. Moving the ball better. There's no question about yeah. that. And better defensively. Yeah, I mean they yeah. got sloppy in the second half, and they and they started to rush shots, and you know, and, and that's the situation where he could come in sometimes and, and just bail him out just because he he's so good individually. But I, I just I think he's limited, and it, with him because of his size. And people talk about Curry being a small guy. Curry's six three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like six inches taller than I see yeah, Exactly. And people say he's limited because you know he looks like such a small guy out there. So imagine, you know, Isaiah trying to get space to shoot, especially once everybody is really aware how good he is. That makes it a lot harder for a guy, you know, to, to really operate. So I think it's Cleveland tonight. I think we sit around for six days and and see what happens on, on the first. I think it's Cleveland's best chance to get him still is game one. Last thing, uh, last week the draft lottery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not fixed. We know it's not fixed. But, boy, it seems like it's fixed a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> I know. It does feel fixed. It does. I know. I don't. I you know. I don't know. The NBA's got a problem. You know, they've got a problem. They got teams out there you know, trying not to win, and and it behooves them to try not to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they can't really figure out a way not to reward that. I've heard people say, "Oh, well, you should give the first pick to the team that's like the first one out of the playoffs, the one right below the you know the top sixteen. The next one gets the first pick in the draft, and then." You know, I gotta say, if you're headed into the last week of the season, you're like, okay, should we finish eighth and play the Warriors, 
or should we finish ninth and get the first pick? Mm-hmm. Let me think yeah. about that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Other than having a complete lottery every year, every team's in it. Nobody has more chances or less chances. You know, I. I I don't know. Other than that, I don't know how you have a really fair system. It just it just feels like it. It still it goes all the way back to the Patrick Ewing thing yeah. ending up Frozen in, in New York. You got it. All right, Big yeah. John. Thank you, buddy. It's always good when we all chat right, guys, with I'm you. Sorry, I don't have better news for you about how exciting the finals are going to be. <laughs> but I just I don't, I'm not feeling it. The blowouts coming. We'll see what happens. Thank you, John. Okay. All right. right, John Cannon, always great when we have him on the show. On the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills, Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. We're coming right back. Big Talk. Join me, Diana Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On 1700 KBGG. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Get to JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale and celebrate the savings. Starting now, find thousands of incredible deals throughout the store on select items like pillows for $3.99, summertime tanks $4.99, stylish shorts for him and her $14.99, cool women's swim separates just $15, and so much more. Plus, stack on the savings and get $10 off when you spend $25 or more with coupon on select items. Hurry, don't miss out on JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 524 to 529 in-store and at jcp.com. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Ace is your neighborhood place for everything Yeti, from coolers to drinkware. And right now, for the first time ever, Yeti is on sale. During the Ace Memorial Day sale, save 25% on Yeti Rambler stainless steel drinkware. It's virtually indestructible and keeps drinks hot or cold for longer. So hurry into your local Ace and save 25% on Yeti stainless steel drinkware. Offer valid for Ace Rewards members only through June 4th. Excludes Duracoat colors and jugs. See participating stores for details. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save thousands. Keep your vehicle running smoothly with automotive products from Menards. Take the guesswork out of tire pressure maintenance with a slime 12-volt digital tire inflator. It gives you perfect tire pressure every time using Inflate Right technology. 
Just set your desired pressure level and the inflator will automatically turn off when the set pressure is reached. Right now, a 12-volt digital tire inflator is only $22.99. During Menards Memorial Day Sale. Save big money at Menards. Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said. It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word. It's comfortable. Uh, <laughs> it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, I, I don't know, uh, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, my underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from my armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Tough on sweat, not on skin. Staples knows that when your spreadsheets no longer spread, it's time. When your presentations are not presentable, it's time. And when tensions in the office are high... No, tensions are very, very high. It's definitely time. And it's times like these when pros turn to Staples. Staples has a full range of tech services to help your business with everything from data recovery to virus protection. And right now, get $50 off PC diagnostic and repair service so your business won't miss a beat. Staples, it's pro time. Ends 527. Service does not include parts. Want the perfect steak this Memorial Day? Grill it. Want the perfect grill? Come to the Home Depot for Memorial Day savings. Right now, the next grill four burner gas grill with ceramic side burner and rotisserie kit is a special buy at just $199. That's a $399 value. See, even your timing is perfect. Get Memorial Day savings on the next grill four burner gas grill. Now just $199. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing, while supplies last. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urban.